Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder, and I'm going to help you rock your hormones and feel great in your body so that you can reclaim more energy, vitality, and joy and become the CEO of your health. Let's jump on in. It's no surprise that what you eat has a powerful impact on your metabolic health. Nutrient-dense whole foods supply energy to your cells and provide molecular instructions to your body to help it repair tissues, fight infections, produce hormones, detox the body, and stimulate bone and muscle growth. Eating a diverse whole food diet filled with life-giving nutrients is critical for building a metabolically healthy body. Now, if you want to go and check out my episode on how to create metabolically healthy meals, please go and check out episode 383. I give a comprehensive breakdown there. Now, there are certain foods, however, that jeopardize your metabolic health by spiking your blood sugar, raising levels of cholesterol and triglycerides, or simply adding too many empty calories devoid of essential nutrients. In addition, some foods contain chemical additives and preservatives and added sugars that promote system-wide inflammation. Now, the standard American diet or Western diet is filled with these fake foods, and many experts believe that these are playing a key role in our nation's metabolic health crisis. It's important to note that metabolic health is about long-term trends, not just single meals, right? Your body can adapt to the occasional fast food meal or high-carb dessert. But how those meals affect us, spiking our blood sugar and having us feeling super fatigued is essential feedback that helps us limit those foods in the long run. While nutrition is highly individual, if you are looking for a way to simplify your diet and reduce or cut out some of the most harmful foods, the five categories that I'm going to be sharing today are an excellent place to start. And it is no surprise that these same five food categories are fully eliminated in my 14-day detox program because when we eliminate these foods, even for 14 days, our metabolism and health can have a massive turnaround and upgrade. So without further ado, let's jump into the first category, number one, which is sugar in all forms. Now, there are good reasons why some experts advocate regulating sugar in the same way that we regulate alcohol. Repeatedly eating too much of any kind of sugar can cause several forms of damage to the body. A 2018 systemic review and meta-analysis found that consuming added or naturally occurring sugars increased inflammatory markers in the body, a precursor to chronic disease. And a new study researched indicated that both sucrose and fructose decreased insulin sensitivity and increased fat in the liver, conditions that can lead to insulin resistance and non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, respectively. Currently, we know that over 100 million adults in America have fatty liver disease of some level and that over 80% of us are struggling with some degree of insulin resistance. It's wise to limit our consumption of sugar overall, but avoiding added sugars as much as possible is one way to limit overall intake, which can really help to improve our health long-term. Today, it's common to ingest up to 66 pounds of added sugar per year. On average, the U.S. population still consumes more than 300% of the recommended daily limit of added sugar. And let me just note that the recommended daily limit of added sugar is still considered too high. A diet high in sugar, which is typically high in added sugars, particularly high fructose corn syrup, can lead to issues like obesity, prediabetes, and type 2 diabetes, and heart disease. Now, a primary source of added sugar in the American diet are sweetened beverages, right? When we add sugar to drinks, ooh, it gets real messy. This includes sports drinks, coffee, and tea. 
Also, desserts, sweet snack foods, and candy are big players. However, sugar is also in many foods that you just wouldn't expect, such as salad dressings and condiments and sauces and breads and sandwiches and pizza and soup and energy bars, even yogurt, right? Sometimes even in, you know, the mashed potatoes in the frozen food section, like you just never know. So how do you avoid all this added sugar? First and foremost, become label savvy. I have so many episodes on the show about becoming label savvy. Also eating foods with five ingredients or less and making sure that all of those ingredients are free of sugar. And then eating foods that don't need a label to begin with. That's a great place to start. I mean, you can look and see your weekly or daily consumption, like where you can cut the sugar out that can make a really sizable difference in, in, in restoring your blood sugar levels and your metabolic health. Next, number two, wheat flours. Wheat flours are another form of easily digestible carbohydrates. Unlike whole grains, which retain the germ, bran, and endosperm of wheat, wheat flours are milled, a process that removes the germ in the bran. As a result, they lack fiber, fat, and other nutrients that occur naturally in whole grains. This is even true for a whole wheat flour, right? While it does contain some fiber, at the end of the day, like all wheat flours, Flours, including bread flour, pastry flour, all-purpose flour, and cake flour, they have a high glycemic index. This is a measure of how quickly and how much food raises your blood sugar. That rapid digestion means it will likely spike your blood sugar levels every single time. According to a 2021 systemic review comprising observational studies involving more than 36,000 people, diets composed of foods with high Glycemic index increased the risk of metabolic syndrome, a cluster of metabolic risk factors that together are associated with significant increase in type 2 diabetes and cardiovascular disease. So how to avoid this? You can make substitutes, right? We can upgrade our brownies. We can upgrade our baked goods. We can upgrade a lot of this. We can upgrade our whole grains, right? So consider substituting all of your wheat flour with recipes, including almond flour, hazelnut flour, or coconut flours. Chickpea is another common alternative flour, but it could potentially cause glucose spikes in some people. The great thing about these flours is they're lower in carbs and have a less pronounced effect on your blood sugar levels. One of the flours we love to cook with often is going to be almond flour. We also cook with a lot of coconut flours, but for the most part, we just really focus on a lot of whole grains and a lot of you know, squash vegetables, you know, spaghetti, squash, you know, zoodles. Those are the types of ways that we integrate and kind of swap out for a lot of the wheat flour pastas and things on the market. Number three is ultra processed foods. Obviously not surprising that these made it to the list, but did you know that more than 70% of foods sold in the grocery stores in the U.S. are ultra processed? That's what the research shows. These foods include frozen meals, packaged snacks, granola bars, sodas, and cereals that contain few whole food ingredients, have little nutritional value, and are full of fat, sugar, sodium, and other additives and preservatives to improve texture or flavor or extend shelf life. Especially dangerous are hot dogs, deli meats, and processed red meats. Now, ultra-processed foods may contain trans fats created during the manufacturing process. Despite research showing that trans fats reduce LDL cholesterol, which is the good cholesterol, and increase inflammation, 
and that a high intake is associated with type 2 diabetes and cancer. They were once widely used in many packaged foods like cakes, cookies, breads, crackers, ice cream, and snack foods. However, trans fats are now acknowledged as so dangerous that the Food and Drug Administration recently banned adding them to foods, predicting that doing so could prevent thousands of heart attacks and deaths every single year. But just note that some countries are laxer and trans foods may still be lurking in foods sold in the U.S. Always read ingredients labels and look for trans fats or partially hydrogenated oils, which indicate their presence. Avoid foods that contain them entirely. So how to avoid ultra-processed foods? Reduce consumption of them in general, right? And really choose foods that are whole, natural form, or minimally processed as possible. I mean, that is the name of the game. Minimally processed food, right? Such as frozen fruits or vegetables, maybe even canned beans. Also look for processed foods like canned fish or roasted nuts contain whole foods and fewer problematic ingredients. When buying frozen meals, pick those with no added sugar or trans fats, less than 600 milligrams of sodium, and lots and lots of veggies. For example, instead of packaged cereals, offer grain-free granola or chia pudding, right? We can swap out. We can upgrade these foods. We can still get frozen veggies. We can still get some packaged foods, but just be so label savvy. At the end of the day, if 70% of our foodstuffs at the grocery store are ultra processed, we just got to really reframe what we're buying and reframe what we're putting into our bodies. That's as simple as that. Speaking of nasty oils, let's talk about number four, vegetable oils and refined seed oils. Many refined vegetable and seed oils are high in omega-6 fats, which have been linked to poor metabolic health in some observational studies, especially when consumed frequently. The omega-6 fatty acids that have metabolic health experts most troubled is linoleic acid. Although it has long been considered essential for health, many researchers are beginning to question linoleic acid's benefits, pointing to animal studies showing it causing insulin resistance. There's also some evidence that a diet high in linoleic acid increases inflammation, elevates the risk of cardiovascular disease, and stimulates appetite. Some research suspect the causal link between high linoleic acid consumption and obesity and diabetes. Oils containing more than 20% of linoleic acid include safflower oil, grapeseed oil, sunflower oil, corn oil, cottonseed oil, soybean oil, walnut oil, sesame oil, rice bran oil, peanut oil, and canola oil. So how to avoid these? Uh, well, first, just don't buy them, right? These kind of refined seed oils contain linoleic acid are found in almost all ultra-processed and packaged foods. I'm talking all Unless you're absolutely positive they are not in the packaged food that you're buying, I recommend avoiding it or finding an upgraded version. Also consider cooking with things like avocado oil, coconut oil, olive oil, you know, and just being really mindful. Also be looking on the labels that say that there are no crazy, nasty oils, that the ingredient list is really transparent, right? Really read into it and look. But at the end of the day, I think avoiding as much ultra-processed ingredients and food Packaged foods especially is definitely the name of the game here. And this leads me to number five, last but not least, which is fast food. Again, not surprising to be a category in this top five today. By their very nature, most fast foods are ultra processed, right? Obviously, they're loaded with refined flours, fats, salts, hidden sugars, often engineered to be potentially addictive. Let's be honest, all ultra processed foods are engineered to be addictive. I know it is so hard to break up with some of these foods because honestly, they're meant to be addictive. According to CGM data, 
McDonald's and Chick-fil-A are two of the worst foods for blood sugar spikes, and it's no wonder. Whether you choose a chicken sandwich or a cheeseburger, you're getting a healthy dose of added sugar in every single bite. You'll find it in the buns, the chicken, and the condiments. Honestly, there's no ingredient in these foods that doesn't contain some added sugar, right? Research from Asia reveals what happens when a population starts rapidly increasing the amount of fast food in their diets. Diabetes rates skyrocket. In a 2015 research review, directly implicated frequent fast food consumption with abdominal fat gain, impaired insulin function, and systemic inflammation, key markers for metabolic disease. And consider this, the raw ingredients used to make cheap fast foods are rarely, if ever, sourced from producers whose primary concern are organic, sustainable, humane, or ethical farming practices. And that can have important implications for your health. So how to avoid this? I know that fast food, gosh, it's convenient, right? It's addictive. It's easy. But what I recommend is one of the things that we do that avoid, I mean, gosh, we don't eat fast food at all. We haven't had fast food in forever. Not to mention, I mean, we do do takeout occasionally and goodness knows I always do our best to choose like the best places that really stand by their ingredients. But at the end of the day, I'm not in their kitchen. I don't know what they're cooking. Something to be mindful of. One of the things that we do and one of my big holiday rules this holiday season is if we're not traveling, we are cooking at home. Hands down, that's what we're doing every single day is we're cooking from home. And we have been so good about that since mid-October, since we got back from Italy. But one of the ways that we do that is we batch cook on the weekends and during the week so that it just makes it a lot easier for us, not as time consuming. And then when we're traveling, even if we're going to the zoo or we're going to Disneyland or wherever we're going, we travel with snacks. I mean, honestly, I was never a travel with snack kind of person until I had Kingston. And then I became like the super snack mom. We travel with berries. We travel with cut up vegetables and homemade hummus. We travel with all like tons of water. We travel with like healthy nuts. You know, we just make sure that we have a lot of healthy options to travel with so that it makes it really, really easy to you know have something on the go that is not going to wreck our metabolic health. So those are some recommendations. And after hearing this list, and I'm sure you're not surprised, but maybe the research related to these foods to disease were pretty game changing. I mean, the research is there to back up that these foods, when we eat them consistently, are deadly to our, our body, right? Are going to destroy our metabolism. That is just that is just the way it is. And here's the thing, we all know that these foods are bad for us, especially when we consistently eat them in our weekly diet. From a bag of chips at lunch a few times a week to a mocha latte and muffin every Sunday morning, it just adds up, especially when it comes to the ultra processed foods. So many of these foods are addictive and yes, they are easy to get our hands on and they are devoid of anything nutrient driven for our body. It can be really hard to remove these foods from your diet, I know, because many of these foods were staples of mine growing up and well into my 20s and early 30s. And let me tell you, I had all kinds of issues because of it. Like if you're feeling sluggish, if you're not feeling super great, you're feeling foggy, you are struggling with a few health issues, but you can't really pin a name to them, I'm telling you, your food has something to do with it. 
Now, if you're looking to break ties with some of these foods and experience a major metabolic shift, the kind of shift that significantly reduces inflammation, heals your liver and gut, and helps to take off stubborn visceral belly fat because a critical truth is detoxification and weight loss are inseparable, especially for women. Oftentimes, we just need a gentle detox reset to get our metabolism and our health back on track. And we deserve it. We deserve that reset to start to feel like ourselves again. And that's why I'm inviting you to join me and hundreds of people to participate in my 14-day detox reset. If you want to learn more, come to my class. It's happening next Tuesday on the 14th of December. It's going to happen in the early evening and you can register for free at drmarisa.com slash detox class. You'll get two epic freebies just for signing up and I'm going to be having giveaways during the class. I promise I'm going to make it worth your while and I'll tell you what, I stand 100% behind this detox program because it has given epic results to thousands upon thousands of people. There's a reason why so many people return to this program over and over and over again, because who they are in the beginning and who they are at the end of it are two very different people. Your body's going to shift, your metabolism going to shift, and you are going to feel like an entirely different person. I hope to see you at the class next Tuesday. And as always, thank you for joining me on the Essentially You podcast. This show is all about providing tools to rock your hormones and feel amazing in your body. Now, if you're loving this episode and there were some surprising facts that you learned that you really appreciated, be sure to subscribe to the show and leave a short review. That way more and more women are exposed to the show in these episodes and are able to upgrade their health in a really incredible way. Until the next episode, have an amazing day. 